for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Okay, we're going to get started, okay? I'm just going to get in there and dwell in. Y'all be patient with me. Um, not too patient. I want you to draw from me whatever you got, whatever you want God to release to you today. Just draw it out of me. I love the people who draw because I can be on my notes one minute and feel somebody else is tugging me in this direction. And I'm just going to go there because God wants to give each and every one of you a word tonight, a fresh word, fresh revelation. I speak forth fresh wind to blow through this faith place in Jesus name, just a fresh fire to blow in his place and burn off all, everything on you that's not from God and burn everything that's not got as far as the things getting in your way and burn away the people who's not supposed to be in your life. I don't mean in a bad sense, but just remove them out of your life because they're causing distractions. So we just call forth God's word to come forth in a, a, in a mighty way. Father, just use me tonight. Use me tonight. I just release myself. I take myself out of the way, Father, for it is all about you, God. I thank you that the ground is ready to receive the word that you have for me and half of the people, God. I just worship you, Lord. I worship you and I thank you, Lord, that you trust me enough to speak to your people. And I just thank you, Father, that not one word will fall to the ground in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for a freshness today and a newness today because you don't give your people stale bread. You give them fresh revelation and fresh bread every day. So, Father, we thank you for that freshness today. We give you glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn to Acts 4. Uh, 4-7. We're going to read down to 14, okay? And they set the men, which is Peter and John, and they set the men in their midst and repeatedly demanded by what sort of power or by what kind of authority did such people as you do this healing? Then Peter, because he was filled with and controlled by, come on people, filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and members of the council, if we are being put on trial here today and examined concerning a good deed done to benefit a feeble cripple, by what means this man has been restored to health? Let it be known and understood by all of you and by the whole house of Israel that in the name and through the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, in him and by means of him, this man is standing here before you well and sound in body. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which has become the head of the corner, the cornerstone. Amen. And there is salvation in and through no one else. Come on. You say no one else. For there is none other name under heaven given among men by in which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools, which is common men with no educational advantages, they marveled and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Glory to God. And since they saw the man who had been cured standing there beside them, they could not contradict the fact or say anything in opposition. That word alone is just, I just, I'm leaving. That was good. Glory to God. We are entering, the Lord showed me that we are entering 
into a season of boldness. He is taking us to another level of boldness where we are going to have to preach the word in and out of season. You got to be ready to give somebody the word when they come to you with some foolishness. When they come to you saying something stupid, you better know the word because you got to be bold on that word. We had a conversation the other day where someone was talking to me about abortion. And, you know, it should be okay if they were raped. They have incest. Like, Tosh, what does it say? I mean, what, what do you think? Don't you think that's it? i tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think because it's what the word says. And the word says that you shall not kill. The Lord doesn't give you a little sub, subtitle, a little thing underneath in the Bible that says, well, you can go ahead and kill if they were raped or if there was incest. He says, thou shalt not kill. You should not have abortion. There is no great part in that. And she just sat there. This is how we are going to have to start just speaking a word, not thinking about hurting someone's feelings. If it comes up about homosexuality, you don't say, well, I do have four people in my family that are and that, you know, my grandma. So we just love them all. We do love them. But it's still God does not call you to be homosexual. He did not rate. He did not call you to be that. We have to get to the point where the church is having the voice that we should have had a long time ago because a lot of stuff that has happened is because we have lost our voice. And God is saying that you got to open your mouth and speak forth his word. It doesn't matter if people look at you, say like they did, you're untrained. You're unqualified. You don't know. God is saying he wants to use the untrained and unqualified to open up your mouth and speak boldness like them. And he's calling each and every one of you. And you can no longer keep saying, well, Lord, I can't right now. I got a lot of things going on. Well, Father, I have stuff in my family. I'm dealing with this sickness right now. But Lord, my season has changed. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too young. Maybe I've been doing this too long. God is saying he's calling you to get away from that, look past all of that, and let him use you in a way that he has not used you before to open up your mouth and watch how the words that you speak start to manifest and come to pass. Can I tell you I'm going to preach to you like it's a Sunday? It doesn't even matter because God has an anointing on my life to stir you up and to make you go forward into the next level that he has for you. We are no longer going to stay at the lower level, not speaking, not doing anything, looking in the back, walking with our tail between our legs. God has called you powerful. He has called you anointed. He has called you to be bold and even more bold than Peter and John because you know why? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And God supposedly, does he not live in you? Does he not live in you? So because he lives in you, greater is he that's in you come on I'm telling you if someone comes to me well you didn't go to Bible school you know what I didn't but I learned from the best professor there is and that comes from the word of God thank you father I didn't go to Bible school because here it is right here that's my Bible school you're on train okay I'm trained by this thank you Lord I'm telling you it don't matter. I'm going to tell each of you because of that boldness, you have an assignment that you have to complete. I can't complete it for you. You are, individual person has an assignment to complete. And he's calling you to get ready. Start that thing right now. I'm telling you, don't let things people say get you off course. Don't put that thing God has spoke to you back on the shelf and say this is not the time for it. God is saying take that thing off the shelf and dust it off because it is time for it right now. Right now is the time for it. Let me uh, let you know a couple of people I looked up who was unlearned and untrained but still completed the assignment that God had for them. A couple of people. The Wright brothers, okay? They invented the first airplane. Neither of them graduated from high school. Okay? John Rockefeller was a successful business, businessman who dropped out of school at age 16 
And by 1902, he had a personal fortune of over $200 million. And did you hear me say that was a 1902? You know what kind of money that was in 1902? I'm not telling y'all kids to drop out of school. Stay in school, that's the Lord telling you. You're like, Rockefeller dropped out. No, you go to school. <laughs> Gregor Mendel was a priest who discovered genetics by breeding plant flowers and did not have a formal science degree. Benjamin Franklin, who contributed to the Declaration of Independence, dropped out of school when he was 10. Frederick Douglass was a slave who taught himself to read and write and then passed on to other slaves. He became so proficient in languages that he became a bestseller and influential leader among the slaves. Henry Ford, Ford Automobile, invented the assembly line but never had a formal school education. Shakespeare, we all know Shakespeare, did not attend school past age 13. Albert Einstein, people, was in fact a high school dropout, failed college, college entrance exams, but published 300 scientific papers. He was the same man that did the E equals MC square and won a Nobel Prize. Let's talk some people in the Bible. Moses was a stuttering unknown. Stuttering, could barely speak anything, but went to Pharaoh and got the deliverance of the children of Israel. Okay, David didn't have much training, but was a king and a friend of God. Come on, y'all. Deborah was the only female judge in a male-dominated culture during a lawless period. Deborah, a woman, okay? Esther, who was basically chosen out of a beauty pageant, ended up being queen and saving the annihilation of all the Jewish people. She didn't have any training. Come on. Paul, who killed Christians, killed Christians, wrote most of the New Testament in the Bible. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You see what God is showing me? He kept showing me all these people. Okay, Mary was a 16-year-old girl who said yes to the Holy Ghost and then gave birth to our Savior, Jesus. Let's hit on Jesus. That's only Joseph's son and Mary's son. Isn't he just a carpenter? The same man who died on the cross for our sins. The same man who went to hell and took the keys of life and death, okay? No formal training, but he had the Holy Spirit. You get what I'm saying? The Lord said you don't got to have formal training. You can be the untrained, but God is calling each and every one of you to do something for God. Stop thinking you're unqualified. You're not unqualified. He's looking for you. He's looking for you to trust him. He's looking for you to take the limits off of your life. He's looking for you to say, yes, God, and be bold with it by going, yes, God. And you don't think or care about anything else that's going on because you're all about the daddy's business. Huh? Let me tell you, these people, I'm sure they felt rejection. I'm sure they failed several times doing something. I'm sure of that. I'm sure they had their own insecurities to work through. But I'm telling you, you have to say yes and go forward in what he's calling you to do. He wants you to complete the assignment. Huh? Amen. I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if you prayed for someone and you laid hands on them and they didn't get healed, that's okay. Don't stop. Do it again. If you're a tither and you're still waiting on that 30, 60, 100 fold and you're like, please, Lord Jesus, I don't know what's going on. I've been tithing for a year. You just continue to wait because manifestation of that thing is going to hit your house where God says that he will rebuke the devourer. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm going to go back to Acts 4, 7 one more time. 
Uh, and they set the men in their midst and repeatedly demanded, by what sort of power or by what kind of authority did such people as you do this healing? Be prepared for people to question you when you start being extremely bold on the things of God. Be prepared for, for people to question you. I'll tell you right now for me. I'll just throw that in there. I'm an associate pastor here. I think I've been here as an associate pastor for maybe five years or something like that. Five years, I don't know. There are still some people who question me. And I just go, okay. You can go ahead and question me. It's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't take away from what God has called me to do. It doesn't take away from the, the, what he wants me to do. It doesn't take from me saying, okay, I'm still an associate pastor. It doesn't matter. Because people can question you and me all day. It's okay. And let me tell you, sometimes that can hurt a little bit because there's some friendly fire, because we're thinking that's my brother and sister to understand. But sometimes that friendly fire will even teach you even more. Because you got to even go to another level to love even more. Because they'll tell you, you know better. You all know better. Just last week, I remember uh, PT was talking about how he went to um, Bible school and came back, had revelation about uh, the righteousness of God. He's like, I, was, I came in, I was preaching so hard, the righteousness of God. Bam, bam, excited. And someone jumped up in the back and said, pride comes before the fall. And I said, whoa, I meant to ask him what happened because I don't know how I would have reacted to that. I might have had to repent to all of you later. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. But I figured, I'm like, I didn't really have to ask PT what happened because what is he doing? He's still preaching about the righteousness of God. It didn't stop him from that person being a wackadoodle in the back yelling something. Sit down. I would have like, sit down. You know, give me a break. But I just thank God it didn't stop him from continuing to complete the assignment knowing that that's true. The righteousness of God is true. Even though you may be questioned about by people, don't let those questions change who you are. Don't let it change you. Whatever they say, you're still called by God. Let them question you, but you're still anointed. Let them question you, but you're still blessed. Let them question you, but you're still prosperous. They can keep on questioning you. I tell them, I'm like, you can question me all you want because you know what? His hand has been on my life since the very beginning. It doesn't matter what you see or say or anything. I'm going to continue to go forward and walk in the things that he has called me to do because no one else can do this call but me. My husband can't do it. I can't go to the Lord and go, you know what, Lord? Because well, Ben didn't want me to do that. He's going to be like, no, I called you. I, me and Ben know it. We have individual calls. We also have a call together, but we have individual calls that I'm going to be accountable for when I see my father. So I want you guys to know that you, each of you have an individual call. Married or unmarried, single, you still have a call. Because sometimes people get caught up in that. But God's like, no, no, no. It didn't change. When seasons change, it doesn't change. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Father, I, I speak to fear and insecurity that tries to question anyone right now in Jesus' name. I speak to that thing, and I say go and loose the people. Fear, you got to go. Insecurity, you got to go right now. Fear of man and rejection, you got to go. In Jesus' name, you got to go. You are called and chosen of God, all of you. Don't listen to fear telling you what if you mess up. Don't listen to fear saying, what if they want to know the Bible verse? Just say, hey, it's in there. Amen. You look it up. <laughs> you look it up. Because they're saying, what scripture and verse? It's in there. Read it. Look it up. You got Google or something. Read it. Because that's how they are. I'm telling you. 
Siri will tell you where it's at. And I tell you, if you don't get the results the first time with people and you're just sitting there believing God and trusting God and you get the results, it's okay. Don't stop. Don't quit. It's going to come. You've got to continue to go beyond where you're at right now. You've got to continue because God is calling you to go further than where you're at right now. From one level of glory to another level of glory. So you've got to keep growing. You've got to keep going as we're learning in Linus Horizon about you've got to grow. That's part of it. As a line, you've got to keep growing. And sometimes people have to say things to you to kick you in the butt. That's what we're talking about. I said, I'll nudge you and push you. But some people, I'm kicking in the butt. And that's okay. Kicking the butt is good. Right, Pam? <laughs> right, Pam? <laughs> Let's go to Acts 4.13. 13, I'm going to read that again. But I want to read from the Message Bible this time. They couldn't take their eyes off of them, Peter and John, standing there so confident, so sure of themselves. Their fascination deepened when they realized these two laymen with no training in Scripture, a formal education, and they recognized them as companions of Jesus. People will recognize that you are with Jesus because you are going to feel so filled with his word and by spending time with him and knowing who he is. When you are spending time with someone, you know their ins and their outs. You know what they like, what they don't like. You know what they say. Sometimes you just re you say the sentence and you complete the sentence. But God wants you so in tune with what he's doing right now and things in you that you've got to spend time with him. And people will know it. People will know it because they see that light in you. They will see that love in you. They'll see that fruit in you. And it's going beyond just quoting scriptures. You've got to live this stuff, y'all. We've got to live it because that's what they're looking at is how are we living our lives? How are we with our families? How are we with our loved ones? How are we at work? How are we in the business place, in the marketplace? People are watching. And they will know, they will know that they will know that you have been with Jesus because they can tell that you have been in his presence. Isn't there a difference when you know you've been in his presence? Ah, in his presence is fullness of joy. Thank you, Lord. In his presence, what? Depression has to go. In his presence, anxiety got to back up. In his presence, sickness doesn't belong there. In his presence, there's no brokenness. You are rich in Christ Jesus. In his presence, you can fight battles that you didn't even think you can fight. In his presence, you have unsurmountable strength and power that you didn't even know that you had. In his presence, you can heal that broken marriage. In that presence, you can heal that broken body. In his presence, you can call forth people who are not saved yet and they're coming to the kingdom. In that presence, you'll think that you don't even know what to say next, but God will give you the words to speak because in his presence, you been there all you can do is emanate his glory Amen. he is calling more and more of his glory more manifest manifestation of his glory thank you lord thank you jesus that all that stuff that's not of god has to loose his grip off of the people of god i pray right now that the mind right now we just loose the grip of the lies of the enemy and i rebuke that right now in jesus name thank you lord Thank you, Lord, for a deluge of your presence in us and on us. And that it permeates in this room right now in Jesus' name. I pray for it that they, even if they're listening online, that they're going to feel a sense of his deluge of his glory going through right now. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that his promises are real. It's past yes and amen. They're real. Thank you, Lord. 
And out of your mouth is going to start coming things bigger and bigger and bigger. When people start questioning you, y'all, I'm telling you, be ready. Tell them I may, I may seem untrained. I may seem uneducated. But let me tell you something. I am called of God. I am chosen of God. And that's all I have to say to you. I'm chosen. I know who I am. I'm going to be bold as a lion to you because I know who my daddy is. I know who backs me. I know who walks in the room when I walk in the room. I know when I open my mouth who I'm speaking for. I know that there's no weapon formed against me that should prosper. I know the word is true. I know I can change atmospheres in the place. I know when there's demonic activity, I got to say go and they have to go. And you have to be as bold as that. Hmm? Someone got to speak up for them. Someone has to do it. Is it going to be you? Yes. Yes. I said, is it going to be you? Yes. He wants a bold. Yes. He wants a bold one. Because when a lion comes into the jungle and he opens his mouth, everyone knows the lion is in the, in the place. Huh? So when you go somewhere and you open your mouth, they're going to know Jesus is in the building. He's coming with you. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to John 4. We're going to go John 4, 6. Oh. Thank you, Lord. And Jacob's well was there. Well, I was talking about how Jesus went to the well, okay? So Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down to rest by the well. It was then about the sixth hour, which is about noon. Presently, when a woman of Samaria came along to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone off into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask me, a Samaritan and a woman for a drink? For the Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you had only known and had recognized God's gift and who this is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living water. Some of you are going to minister to people that you normally wouldn't even talk to. You wouldn't even be in the room with them. But God is going to put you in positions where you would be in rooms that you didn't think your foot would go. You're going to talk to people that you never even thought about talking to. So God wants you to change your mindsets about certain people. You see that homeless person? Uh, maybe you need to talk to them and pray. Maybe they need something. You see somebody who like they're driving a, a, a Tesla? I don't know. Is that the most expensive? Brit, Bentley? Whatever. Don't you think that you can't step in that room with him because he has a Bentley? You got more than that Bentley. You got more than that man with all the riches in the world. So God is calling you to step out and start talking to people you never thought you would talk to and he's going to make opportunities and alignments for that and he wants to know are you ready for that talking to people of corporations that's you talking to people who have multi-million dollars that's you talking to someone who's homeless on the street that's you talking to someone who got 10 kids that's looking stressed that's you from one spectrum to the other spectrum like the Lord said don't put limits on him and what he has and what he wants you to say to people. And you got to change your mindset too of how it can be done. Because I think a lot of times we get set in our mind because things have went a certain way that we expect to continue to operate or be this way. But God is saying, no, stretch your mindset about that. 
There's going to be things he's going to do in your life that won't end up or act like it did before in the past because God is calling you to do something new. For him to release the new thing that he has, it has to be something new. It doesn't change. The word doesn't change. He didn't change. However, he's doing it a new way. And he wants to do that new way in you. So all he's asking you to be open to it. Be open. He's not going to do it the traditional way that everyone's used to. God wants to do things in a non-traditional way. That's why it's so important you spend time with him and hear what he's saying. Because when he speaks something that's strange and you're like, what? God, I never did that. You sure that's you? I don't think that's you. No, it's him. It's him in a non-traditional way. And all you can say is, yes, God, okay, I'll do it. Let me tell you, when I first preached the first time, I don't even know when, I, I was nervous. <laughs> and let me tell you what I did the first time I preached in a non-traditional way. I did a rap. I started my first time preaching with a rap. I don't know, but <laughs> I kind of still remember that rap a little bit. Remember the rap? Who was there? Who remember the rap? They, you remember the rap? I think it was just like, okay, what is she doing? I'm like rapping like I'm like, oh, what was it? Eleven levels, devils. I'm a big level. It was a bum. It was a bumblebee. And I remember PT was like, "That was a bumblebee." No, it means I'm a bee. I'm a bee casting out devils. I'm a bee going to something on I don't know. Whatever. I rapped, non-traditional way. Okay. I didn't care if anyone received it, liked it, didn't like it. I was like, Lord, I'm just gonna do a rap. You know, and and I just stepped out and did it. Now I'm just still preaching. I don't, I'm surprised. Even though maybe the rap helped me with PT. And he just said, keep keep preaching because of the rap. I don't know. It's a rap. It's a rap. Okay. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let me see where I am. I came off my notes and I don't know where I'm at. Let's go to uh, John. We're going to go 25 now. Stand four. Go to verse 25. Okay, so the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called the Christ, the anointed one. And when he arrives, he will tell us everything we need to know and make it clear to us. Jesus said to her, I who now speak with you am he. Just then his disciples came and they wondered, were surprised and astonished to find him talking with a woman, a married woman. However, not one of them asked him, what are you inquiring about or what do you want or why do you speak with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went away to the town as she began telling the people, come see a man who has told me everything that I ever did. Can this be? Is not this the Christ? Must not this be the Messiah, the anointed one? The woman said, well, let me read the message Bible. The woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the whole story. I am he. You don't have to wait any longer, Jesus said. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking with that kind of woman. No one said what they were thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint. She left. And in her confusion, she left the water pot. That was funny when I read that. Because I was like, okay, Lord, he's showing me people are going to look at you crazy. People are going to give you the look and you may see it. But what are you going to do? You're not going to be like her and be confused. No, you're going to look and go, okay, you can look at me like that all you want. It's okay. You can look at me. They're going to wonder why you're doing certain things. That's why they're looking at you crazy. Wondering why you're talking to that person. Wonder why you're praying on that person. Wonder why you believe in God in an insane way. And that's okay. Right? 
And I loved how Jesus was even talking to the woman to the point where it didn't even matter to him about the traditions. Because like she said, I'm a Samaritan. And you know what? And I'm a woman. And God didn't care because God saw who she really was. God didn't see her as a woman with five husbands working on a sixth one. Because she really was with five and had a sixth one coming. He didn't see her as that. God didn't just see her as a Samaritan. God saw exactly what in her, what he created, what was created in her for her to do. And that's what we have to do as people of God is we have to see past what it may look like now in certain people, but look past that. I learned that here. I learned that here with PT because I tell you, if it was me, a lot of people would have been cut, cut and kicked out, <laughs> cut and kicked out. But it's like you got to look at people and see the potential that they have in them. You got to see them as God sees them. Even though it may get you a little upset sometimes or you disagree, the fact is we got to see each other for what God has called them so that they can fulfill their purpose. And Because it's about all of us. How Chantel looks is how I look. Not just how my daughter looks, how I look, but what she does and how she looks. It, it reflects me because it reflects our father. So we have to make sure all of us are reflecting the Lord, right? And that's how we have to look at each other. And I'm telling you, when people don't see you properly, those are the ones who are coming in and judging you uh, the whole story on what they walked in on. They haven't seen the walk you've done. They haven't seen the other things you're going to do for God. They sit and judge where you at right now. And we're done with that. We're like, no, no, you're not judging me on that. Oh, I have so much more. You're not going to remember me how I used to be because I'm not that. I'm no longer a Muslim. No, I'm not that. I'm no longer the one who gets mad because of this or that. I'm no longer the one who's going to get offended because my sister said something funny to me or my brother said something funny to me or they didn't hug me. I'm not the one to get offended by that. I'm not the one to get offended because the pastor said something from the pulpit. I think he's talking about me. I'm not, the, you know, and it's the Holy Ghost convicting you. You got to be the one to say, you know, I'm no longer that person. Don't look at that old chapter of me. I turned the page, baby. I'm in a whole new book. Put that book down. That's not me anymore. Huh? Don't be, don't hold on to someone else's memory of you because you'll hear that memory. Start remembering. Oh, that was me. I am timid. Oh yeah. I shouldn't preach. I am a woman. I rebuke you in Jesus day. I'm not holding on to that memory. That's I'm not holding on to the one that was like telling my husband, no, I, I really don't want to preach. Ben, that's really you. I, I don't want to do it. I mean, I'm telling him this. I don't want to do that. No, the devil is a liar. I was like, no, I'm going to preach because God has called me to preach. I'm not going to hold on to that memory of me saying that and doing that. And it's like smacking the father in his face going, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do, God. I don't want to do that. That makes me too uncomfortable. I'm not ready to do that. I'm, I'm great behind the shadows. I want to stand behind my husband. I'm good at that. But God didn't call me just to stand behind him. He called me to stand on the side of him. He called me to go forward in my calling purpose. He called me to open up my mouth for him and his glory. He called me to go forth and encourage people and stir them up. He called me to release the fire in people's lives. He called me to do that. I can't depend on my husband. I can't depend on my daughter. I can't depend pin on PT. I have to go forward and do what he's called me to do. I'm telling you, thank you, Jesus. You got to see yourself the way he sees you. I'm going forward in the way God sees me and I'm not even there yet. I haven't even touched the surface of what he has for me, what he wants me to do. I haven't even broke open the shield. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to tell you, if anybody is speaking to you and telling you lies, it's not true. You got to get rid of them. Don't let anyone, don't, don't feel you have to shrink in front of someone because you, they're, they're uncomfortable. God is not calling you to shrink because they're uncomfortable. He's telling you to stand bold and put your chin up. Hmm? 
Don't do that because someone's jealous or they have a certain way to feel about you. Too bad. They got to get over that and take that to the father. That has nothing to do with you. Huh? Don't let someone's personality change you. Don't let someone's decision about you change you or the call that's on your life. You better just say ignore them and pray for them and keep it stepping. I'm telling you, continue to see what he's saying about you. Continue to hear what he's saying about you. And if some of you are going, Tasha, I don't hear what he's saying about me. That's okay because you know how you're going to hear? Get in this word. He's going to say a whole lot to you just in this word. Thank you, Lord. He is speaking. I'm telling you, he is speaking to his people. Verse 39. Stay in John 4. Verse 39. Now we're talking about the woman at the well. Now numerous Samaritans from that town believed in and trusted in him because of what the woman said when she declared and testified. He told me everything that I ever did. So when the Samaritans arrived, they asked him to remain with them, and he did stay there two days. Then many more believed in and adhered to and relied on him because of his personal message, what he said himself. And they told the woman, now we no longer believe, trust, have faith just because of what you said, for we have heard him ourselves, and we know that he truly is the savior of the world, the Christ. This woman was not educated or trained, but she evangelized a whole town. A woman who just met Jesus just a little bit ago evangelized the whole town. I bet you she left that husband at home <laughs> and evangelized the whole town. The Lord has shown me some of you too are going to take cities. Some of you are going to take nations that God has called you to take. Some of you are going to take a neighborhood, a block, your office building. God has called you to do that. Many are going to believe in Jesus because of you. Because of you. Because they see him in you. Because the words that come out of your mouth, that brings change. Because you bring them hope because you tell them what the word says. They're going to believe on Jesus before, because of you. And then they're going to say, I no longer have to believe because of what you're saying. I've witnessed him myself. I've seen how good he's been in my own life. I've seen him deliver my family in ways I never even dreamed possible. I've seen him come in through for me and, and financially that I never even thought of. I got blessed in ways I never got blessed. I've seen him deliver my dad from cancer. I've seen him bring for people in the kingdom that I thought wouldn't even come and they're preaching the gospel I seen people's legs grow out you got to get to the point where you're going for it like that gosh you got to get to the point that regardless of what happened regardless of what says what anyone says you got to remember that you are blessed you are favored you are anointed you are appointed and you are called Thank you, Lord. People are going to be drawn because once again, they see that version of you that is of God. And God is calling that version out. Not the old version, but that new version that he is calling out. That best version that's in you. Bring that version of you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, huh? Bring that version that there's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Some may fall at your one side and the other at the left, but God is saying you go forward and you bring forth that version. You bring forth that version that I am I am prosperous even at work. I'm anointed and favored at work by my supervisor. You bring forth that version that when you are paying over your bills and you're praying, you are saying, thank you, Father, that my cup runneth over, that it's all the way full and I'm in overflowing because I'm a blessing to other people. You got to bring forth that version that you, his praise will continually be on your lips despite what happens. That's the version he wants. Bring forth that bold version. 
that it doesn't matter. I'm just going to be about the kingdom and about my daddy's business. And I'm going to remind you again, don't go by your qualifications. Don't go by your education based on the world's standards because we are not of this world at all. We are from another kingdom. We are ambassadors at another kingdom. We don't go based on what the world says because if they're calling you untrained and uneducated, well, thank you, Lord, that you have called me anointed and called and powerful. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to end with this. I got to read it from here. First Corinthians. You don't have to look it up because it's, it's from my um, message Bible on my phone. First Corinthians, though, um, 126 through 31. I'm going to remind you this. Okay. Take a look. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you, not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses, chose those, these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. However, I want to remind you, you are exposed to hollow pretensions of the somebodies. You may think you're a nobody, but God is going to use that nobody to do great things for the kingdom. He wants you to go forward and as bold as a lion and don't let anything stop you. I'm remind you untrained and uneducated people of God. God has great things in store for you. He wants you to go forward and step out and do things you haven't done before. He wants you to trust him that when you open your mouth, you're going to speak things that he wants you to speak. He wants you to go and lay hands on that person because he wants to work through you. He wants to go through you and do prophetic singing even more. He hasn't even touched you with the singing in your voice. It's going to be even more. It is not too late for those two in the back. Pam has a whole new ministry that God is bringing forth for you. You're not just even going to do just the homeless people. Susan. There's so many more people that God is calling you to. Evangelizing the nation. That's why God has you keep going to nation so you can evangelize. Pat is a, a king in the kingdom of God. He is a king in the kingdom of God. There's kings and priests and Pat is a king. Bethany's not stopping with children and youth. However, it's time for you to hit the youth with even more fire and glory that God is calling you to go forward even to a high level. You like that singing? You like that stirring up? God is saying, nope, he isn't forgot about that call in your life that you got up on the worship team at 15 16 that call didn't change he wanted to ignite it even more so he reminds you of what you're called to do it's not too late mary for you we're not going to go by what the enemy tries to say and the lies he tries to put in your life there's so much more he's going to do and it's going to blow your mind when you start opening the enemy tried to take you out Vinny, but he ain't taking you out because god says you will not die and live so you can proclaim the glory and the good things of god it is not just it is not stopped it is not stopped the enemy tried to take Maria out and the, Jesus start laughing. <laughs> no, Maria ain't going nowhere. Maria got stuff to do because you're going to minister to people who are the down and out. You're going to minister to the people who are addicted. You're going to minister to them. As soon as you open your mouth, addiction will break off of people's lives. You got to trust God that he is taking you to another level. And if you just trust him and do what he's calling you to do, you're going to see it manifest. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 
Father, I thank you. I thank you for the word today, God. I thank you that people are stirred and that they get this word and they take it home and they meditate on it, God. I thank you that you are calling us to be as bold as a lion. Father, thank you for our new roar. Thank you for our new roar. Thank you that we open our mouths and speak forth your glory like never before. Father, use us. Use our hands. Use our feet. Use our mouths. Use our bodies. Use our families. God, and we just call it forth everything that you have in the kingdom. Father, I thank you for freshness. I thank you for new identities. I thank you for new destinies, God. I think that you are calling us to go deeper and further, God, and I thank you for boldness. I thank you for boldness, God. I thank you for boldness. I thank you for confidence. It's not arrogance, but it's the confidence of the Holy Ghost, and I thank you for it, God. We just bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, for you are good, and we say yes boldly to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. For listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.